You're listening to At The Mic with Keith, an independent podcast production. And welcome to this edition of At The Mic. I'm your host, Keith Malinak. Today, I am joined by Amber Fisher. She's the wife of Jeff Fisher, who you may know as the larger-than-life personality from Blaze TV. And like Jeffy, she has a lot to say, including the story of how she and Jeffy met each other. She's a busy mom, an excellent photographer, and doesn't take guff from anybody. Amber Fisher is my guest on today's episode of At The Mic. I gotta tell you, today is a first for me. I have never interviewed a living saint, yet here I am sitting in the presence of one Amber Fisher. I mean, you got, you're married to Jeffy. <laughs> A living saint. That's a new one on me. It's true. It's true. How is that, uh, being married to the man, the myth, the legend, Jeff Fisher? Uh, (laughs) I don't know. He's Jeffy. He's Jeffy. He's He's Jeffy. Jeffy. I mean, I fell in love with him. Uh Uh-huh. You know, he's an amazing guy. Absolutely. And let's just get this out of the way early. Speaking of you and Jeffy, it's clear to everyone Jeffy included, that you wear the pants in the family, okay? <laughs> okay. All right. But I'm just curious, where did you guys meet? Tell so us that. So we met in Tampa. I met him at the radio station, 970 WFLA Tampa. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I was actually invited by one of the hosts that he was working with to the studios to meet him. Um, wait, wait, was the host trying to set y'all up? No. I, you know, honestly, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm thinking maybe... <laughs> I don't know. Um, I had actually called the radio show to try and win one of their contests. And then he... What he, was the contest for? Can, a tattoo. Can, a tattoo! On the air. Wait a minute. They, a radio station was giving away a tattoo? Yeah, he uh-huh. was. Did you win? No. Oh. But he came in and he goes, hey, you want to come meet Jeffy? And I'm like, I would absolutely love to. And <laughs> a lot of things people don't know about that is... I had been listening to talk radio since I was 15. So uh-huh. when I was 20, somewhere in my 20s, I was 20. Um, I remember hearing Jeffy for the first time on the air. Wow. When he came to the radio station that I was listening to, I remember him being introduced. I remember him being on the air, and I remember hearing his voice for the first time going, that is such a cool voice. <laughs> Did he charm you from the beginning? Actually, you know what? We got along really, really well. We clicked almost immediately. Cool. We did. We had, we clicked immediately, and, you know, kind of the rest is history from there. That's so cool. Is it true that you won't let him eat healthy food, or maybe has that changed since the heart event? Because there's been rumors that, uh, you know. I don't understand like why everybody thinks I don't cook healthy. <laughs> Actually, you are a great cook. I can attest to that. Yes, yes, I do make junky food. I do bake. <laughs> I mean, that that's probably the junkiest stuff I make is all the baking, baked goods. Yeah. But really, when it nails down to it, I'm always cooking healthy. Okay. I don't eat a lot of red meat at all. Hmm. I make a lot of chicken. I make a lot of fish, vegetables. And, of course, yes, I love my pasta. Okay, sure. When you have us over for Christmas stuff, and we will get into that you set Cookie out party. seriously like every kind of food ever made uh <laughs> comes out of your oven and it is uh-huh. so good everything you make is just delectable so thank you for that it's understandable why jeffy is a big guy because you feed him so much good stuff yeah yummy stuff but it's also you know moderation sure. but no i mean i make enough for portioning so mm-hmm. you know he's just big bone yeah and and speaking of Jeffy, um, we love him dearly. He had a health scare about, I don't know, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And you're the only person that tells me when I said, boy, 2020, boy, what a great year, huh? You actually said it's been better for you guys than 2019 was. Oh, 2019 was absolutely horrendous. Right. I would never, ever want to relive that year I mean, ever again. You had Jeffy with his heart scare. Mm -hmm. You had a tornado hit your house and then months and months of endless temporary housing. You had deaths in your family. I'm so sorry. Yep. You had a 
terrible year. Oh, yeah. So, so it actually has gotten better, huh? I, I mean, yeah, absolutely. If, if I roll down the list, people look at me when I tell them, how are you still sane? How yeah. do you have your sanity? Um, I mean, yeah, it started in December where right before New Year's, Jeff had the heart attack. Mm-hmm. And then my nephew had a heart attack. <sighs> and then my mother passed away. I'm sorry. Three weeks after Jeff. And then what? Doc passed away. And then, you know, had about a couple weeks to a month. And then the tornado hits. I get into a massive car accident, total my car. And then uh, it was fine for another couple weeks. I'm in West Virginia, and I found out one of my very dear friends died of sepsis. And... You know, it was like, okay, and this is the whole time. There is no roof on the house. Yeah. At all. Uh, yeah, you and guys... we're fighting back and forth with the homeowner to put a roof on the house, trying to find a new house and everything else. So, honestly, when 2019 was gone, mm-hmm. I was like, bye-bye. Good Never want to see you again. And then, of course, then we start dealing with the COVID virus. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting there going, okay, I'm locked in my house. <laughs> I have food in the fridge. I've got my family home, safe and healthy. And maybe if I stay home, nothing bad I'm will good. happen. I'm good. Right. And, and nothing bad has happened this year. N- only one of my family members contracted the COVID virus. Mm. That's it. And he works for the airlines. So, mm. You guys have lived here in Texas for... Gosh, go almost nine years now, but you were born and raised, correct, in born Philadelphia? Raised, born and raised in Philadelphia. Okay. I was 15, then we moved to Tampa. Okay. The Tampa Bay area. You miss Philly? Immensely. Mm. That's home. Yeah. That will always be home. I have never called anywhere else home. Okay. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> do you miss Philly or Tampa more? Oh, Philadelphia. Okay. I couldn't move out of Florida fast enough. Really? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. When Jeff had told me that he was coming back to work for Glenn in New York, I mean, within probably a three-week period, I had the house packed. (laughs) I had an apartment ready. I told all my family up there I was coming. And I was like, okay, I got scout stuff, so I can't get there until, like, late July. But I'm ready to go now. Wow. (laughs) So you were excited for that oh, move. Absolutely. So how are you like in Texas then? Mm. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Very good. Very good. You have two sisters? Yes, I do. Okay. Where do you fall on that? Uh... I'm the middle child. Oh. Ah. See, Carrie, my wife, mm-hmm. she's the middle child of three girls as well. So no wonder we get along so yeah. well. So how is that? I mean, it's fine. Yeah. Any? Yeah, I, I mean, my sisters, um, actually, my older sister's here right now. She's helping me with my dad. Okay. And then my younger sister lives in Florida. Mm. So, and I don't see her all that often. How was it growing up uh, being the middle child? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, because it's the same old adage, you know, the oldest and the youngest are the closest of the two. Mm. And the middle's kind of just there. But, I mean... Uh-huh. One thing is, though, you mess with any of us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, you don't go there. And, and when you were growing up, you thought maybe you wanted to be a psychologist mm-hmm. or maybe a pediatric doctor, which I guess. No, actually, I wanted to be a pediatric doctor with a psychology degree. Okay. I wanted to do both. Well, I thank to you for, dual... for getting that in the proper order. <laughs> so if you were a pediatric doctor, well, you, you kind of are being a mom. Yeah. Right? I mean, you just kind of are by default. Oh, yeah. But as a psychologist, are you constantly maybe trying to analyze people? Is that something? Uh... Every now and then. I'm not oh. going to say. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to let you in on all my secrets. Yeah, right. Okay, good. Have you analyzed me ever? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, maybe. No. It was a good report, right? It's really good. Okay, so you are. I still talk to you, correct? <laughs> there you go. It's a fair point. <laughs> You're big into photography, and you take some incredible photographs. Thank you. You love taking pictures of nature. Yes, I do. Storms in particular. Oh, my gosh, yes. So, wait, I'm going to hit a sore subject here. Was the camera out when the tornado hit? I wasn't home. <gasps> oh, okay. I was not home. I was in San Antonio doing an event. Okay. Um, I was photographing an event uh-huh. with a friend of mine who I partnered with, and... 
So I get my world's famous text message. All of a sudden, my phone goes off, and I look at it, and it go, and it said, is house it from, hit by tornado, wow. Hold on. This is from Jeffy. Uh-huh. House hit by tornado, wow. Wow. That was it. <laughs> That's it. I, I'm like, wait, what? He didn't say everybody's fine. Nothing. <laughs> he, he automatically assumed that when he wrote that, that uh-huh. it was all okay. Yeah, that should be enough. If you got a text, I could totally hear him right now. What? If you got a text from me, everything's fine. Exactly. Oh. It's exactly what he said. I'm going, are you kidding me? Oh, gosh. And that started an absolute housing nightmare for you and your family. Yeah. That that's, that was on July 4th, was it not? No, that no? was It was a June... holiday. No, it was Father's Day, June Father's. 16th. Okay. I knew it was right around there. Okay. Yeah, so... which is my younger sister's birthday. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. So June 16th. That occurs. Mm-hmm. You guys didn't get into permanent housing because of insurance insanity and landlord. You didn't have an ideal landlord. No. Okay. So. Because we had the um, real estate company that we. Mm-hmm. When you had to work through someone, it makes it even that. worse. And then they were reaching out to her and she was never getting back to them. We had all the insurance people coming in and doing the inspections and everything else and what they needed to do. But it took her five months to put the roof on. Unreal. You guys literally lived under a tarp. Mm-hmm. That is. Luckily, it was only one portion of the roof, which was my son's bedroom. <sighs> yeah. And I'm just glad Max was not in there at that time. Right. It was near his bed. I remember pictures yeah. Jeffy showed us. Yeah. And, you know, bringing him home. He was at summer camp working. Mm. So he was at the scout ranch. Went and picked him up. Had to tell him what happened. And then just watching him walk into his room and just seeing the life just drain out of him Mm-mm. just because of just the damage was just heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, gut-wrenching and heartbreaking for a mother to watch that. Mm-hmm. But we always say one of the amazing things. Now, if everybody who does follow me on Instagram or Facebook or anything else, they know Max has a massive collection of Transformers. <laughs> and it's not a cheap one. No, no. No. He's been collecting them since he was been five. So he has a huge, massive collection. That was right underneath where the roof ripped off. Nothing was damaged. Nothing ah. was touched. Not one transformer was broken. That had to bring I, that life back into it, Oh, huh? yeah. And I already had gotten him out of the room. Uh-huh. I was like, let's go. Let's get him out of the room. Yeah. Okay. So that happened June 16th. June you 16th. guys didn't get into permanent housing through no fault of your own until uh, when? November. November. Now, I know you well enough to know that Christmas is a very, very big deal for you. Mm-hmm. Did that screw up Christmas of 2019? It, it did. Yeah. Not just that. I think the entire year. Mm-hmm. You know, accumulating. And plus, this was the first Christmas without my mom. Yeah. And she loved Christmas as much as I did. Mm. So that was very hard on me where literally I had... Um, written a post and just said, I have no Christmas spirit this year. And let me tell you, my phone blew up. Wow. And because you know me. Mm -hmm. You go all out. I wanted to talk about what you do for Christmas because it is (laughs) an event and you share it and you share that joy and that spirit with the rest of us. And so you saying that absolutely is... You know it was a rough year when I say uh-huh. I have no Christmas spirit whatsoever. Because I wanted to talk to you about what you do. <laughs> the entirety of your house becomes a winter wonderland. Yep. And I'm not, I'm, this isn't hyperbole. It, it truly is. It is a big deal, but it's not gaudy. It's really beautiful. The way you lay it out and stuff. I mean, the trees are just, it, it's truly a sight to behold. You do an excellent job with that. <laughs> And so, yeah, for you to say, to be broken to the point where you're just like, eh, nah. I mean, that that has to, you, you shook a lot of people, huh? Yeah, I did. I, I had a lot of people going, are you okay? What's wrong with you? This is not you. Um, so how's this Christmas going to be? I'm already nagging to put up the tree. All right, see? <laughs> I'm already nagging to put up the tree. I've been threatening <laughs> since early September. You know what? This year, 
I'm, it sucks. I'm gonna put out Christmas lights. I don't care. Is anyone going to complain after the year we've had if there are Christmas lights out in September? It's now October. I haven't quite put them out yet. But what about you? When are you going to actually put that stuff up? I am going to put them up, yeah, pretty much any day now. <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah, we're, we're good on that. We're good on Okay. You know, I, tomorrow. I want to see week. plenty of Instagram pictures. Okay. Of course. Which, by the way, uh, if you want to follow the real Mrs. Jeffy, um, you know what? You didn't write it down. You didn't, you've got to spell it out for me. Uh, is it just... The real Mrs. Je- MRS Jeffy, right? Yeah. There's no hyphens or anything like that, right? Nope. Okay, good. The real so Mrs. Jeffy. Runs together there. Now, how did that come about, though? The real Mrs. Jeffy. Was there an imposter Mrs. Jeffy? No, that was just the joke of it. Was okay. that I am the real Mrs. Okay, Jeffy. Okay, I'm just the making sure. The other ones are all just over there faking it. I got you. Okay, very good. Now, that just happened to come out. And everybody called me Mrs. Jeffy all the time. Mm-hmm. So... I was kind of like, well, yep, I'm the real one. That's great. That's awesome. Okay. So photography is your thing. Yep. Storms in particular, nature. Yep. And portraits and events. I love. Yeah, you, yeah anything. Really. I love doing events. But, events are my favorite. Uh-huh. And because you've done stuff for Glenn before Mercury I've been won. doing stuff for Glenn for 20 years. Right. I've got 20 years worth of photography with Glenn. Man. And, you know, I mean, that's going back to Tampa okay. right there. Sure. So that was easy enough for me to do. And then when we came here to Texas and he started doing the bigger events and stuff like that, I've got thousands upon thousands of photos mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. And, you know, there's some of my favorite moments in there of pictures of him of just everybody that just I adore. Yeah. So here's what I want to ask you. Hmm. Being that you're into taking pictures of storms, tornadoes, stuff like that, right? Yeah. I would love to take a picture that, of a That's tornado. what I want to ask you. That's ha- on my bucket list. That's what, okay. So that's what I want to ask you. Have you ever chased a storm with your camera? No. So you're not a storm chaser? No, I'm not that crazy. You just hope you're in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Like, let's just say a tornado drops in on your house. You want to be ready. That happens. Uh, I have been outside shooting lightning. I absolutely love lightning. We get some great shots of lightning around here. There's some amazing lightning here in Texas. I mean, Texas and Florida, you can't go wrong with the lightning Uh shots. Um, But I remember one day being outside and um, I was having to be out back. And I was shooting the lightning out back. All of a sudden, on the other side of the house, on the front side, you hear a train. And I do live near train tracks, Mm -hmm. but there wasn't a train running. Oh, no. And I'm going, I know that sound. Oh, no. I know that sound. I hauled through the house with the camera. Hoping to get something, but by then... Were you telling everybody, all right, everyone just hunker down. I'm going to be off front. I didn't even say anything to anybody. I was <laughs> oh. like, sirens are going to go off in a minute, yeah. and I'm booking it through the front of the house. Oh, the sirens will take care of the family. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, they got the sirens. <laughs> but I knew it was far enough away that yeah. I wasn't worried about it. And uh, when I get out front, there was nothing there, oh. just more lightning. And I was like, all right, well, I'll just set up out here. And then the sirens went off yeah. because of the wind that had kicked up because they go off around here just for anything, I swear. Yeah. Wednesday, 1 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, you've been taking pictures since you were 10 years old. Mm-hmm. You've worked as a uh, photo lab tech. Yep. But what I want to ask you about is some of your service industry jobs, such as a bartender, mm-hmm. a waitress, and a club door hostess. Now, I know you well enough to know that you're not going to take attitude. Yeah, uh, you're you're going to push back. Nope. Surely you've had some uh, yeah. uh, occasions over the years that you've had to deal with some unruly people. Uh, uh, maybe where alcohol was involved. A- anything yeah. like that that you've uh, crossed paths with people that uh, it didn't turn out so well, or? Um, actually, he was a six eight biker. What happened? He was a six foot eight biker. Okay. He was getting a little out of hand. I knew you were going to have a story like this. I knew it. Okay, so six foot eight biker giving you trouble. I'm like 23 years old. Okay. And so this is way before Jeff. Right. right. And uh, how tall are you? I'm five foot. Five foot zero. Five foot nada. Okay. Yep. All right. I'm just nothing. painting the picture. Six eight inebriated, yes, dude. Yes. Biker dude. Mm-hmm. Five foot nothing you. He was starting, someone was starting with him, and I knew him well enough that 
I got right in the middle because I was happened to be serving and I got right in the middle of him. Oh, no. I pushed him in his chair and I went, sit down, knock it off, turn around to the guy that was starting trouble, pushed him on his chest and go, you can back up now. Oh, no. Or you're going to get hurt by me. Oh, and did that defuse the it situation? Was done and over. All right. See, you used your powers for good. Yeah. All right. Knock it off. All right. Okay. Well, Oh, <laughs> what were they arguing about? Do you remember? I have no idea. Yeah. Okay. So you have four kids. Yep. Elvis, mm -hmm. Jacob, Maximus, and Maya. Yep. I've met three of those four. Yep. They're great people. You've done an excellent job as a mom. Thank you. I don't know how they've they made it through so well <laughs> with Jeffy. Yeah. <laughs> no. So. Where does the time go? I mean, I look at the ages that you wrote in this email. Max is 18. Maya is 13. Yeah. Seriously, do you ever stop and think, because I find myself doing this with my kids who are at the ages of 17, 14, and 12, and I think, oh, my gosh, it's just going to be a few years. Yeah. It's going to be really quiet. Mm -hmm. Do you have those moments? Not so much those moments. I look at the kids, and I'm going... Where did my babies go? Yeah. They were little yesterday. And I see like your children, mm -hmm. you know, Glenn's children, you know, my friends that I've known for a very long time. I see pictures of their kids, all of all of Max's friends from kindergarten. I'm watching them all go to college this year. And I'm going, how does this happen? Mm -hmm. It was yesterday that we all met in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. This is just it it's insane. So. Yeah, yeah I, I have those moments where out the corner of my eye, I'll start talking to Carrie, and thankfully he hasn't burned me yet, but I realize, oh my gosh, no, that's my oldest daughter, Aslan. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay, I mean, out, out of the peripheral, you know, it just, it's amazing how quickly. I was up here at the studio one weekend recently, and Glenn was up here with, his, he was, Glenn was painting. Yeah. And his family was up here helping him, and I saw... Out of the corner of my eye, there's a blonde female, and I thought, oh, Tanya's up here too. Wait, no, that's Cheyenne. I mm -hmm. mean, it is. It's, it's insane. It really, it, it's it's exciting that they're becoming young adults, but it's also really sad, too, to see your babies, like you said, grow up so quickly. Well, have you ever done this? Have you ever just looked at your child, and whether they're awake or sleeping, and all of a sudden you get the glimpse of them as a full-grown adult? You ever see that in yeah, their face and you, it, it kind of throws you back? It's like, no, I, I don't want to no, I'm not no. ready for that. Yeah, or or more terrifying for them is that like I'll look at my son, I'll go, Oh my gosh, that's me. I'm sorry, Ezra. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I know exactly what you mean. You see you have those little flashes and you think, man, they do grow up so quickly. Oh yeah. I, I remember the kids as a babies and looking at them and all of a sudden just that little flash of a teenager and I'm going, no, 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 no. You're right. No, no. I, and, and, you know, my kids enjoy going to your house at Christmas time. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that they really look forward to, I will say Zeely, because she's really the art artistic one. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> she enjoys one of your favorite hobbies that you set out. You, you set out the leather crafting stuff, yep. right? And... um that's one of the things, one of the treats for her is to go over to your house and do that. Um, you mean other than time. the cookies? Other than, other than making cookies, which <laughs> she also uh, expresses her artistic self. Uh, in Very that much so. Realm We've well. got some pretty cool pictures over the years of her cookies. Cookies, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you, as far as your hobbies go, there's leather crafting. Like, right. what, what do you make? What are some things that you make with leather? So have you seen Jeff's briefcase that he carries around? I don't know that I have because he I, he must leave it in his... He uh, leaves it in his office. But you yeah. ever see his briefcase? I made that. It is out of bison wow. leather. Oh. I've made wallets, uh, keychains, um, what else? Belts. Huh. Actually wearing one that I made. Do you sell this stuff? I do. Uh, if someone asks me to make it, but most of the time I have made it for Mercury One to, uh -huh. that I've donated for uh, their galas and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, I've made... I, you crochet gifts. as well. It's gifts, yeah. I do crochet. I've mm -hmm. made a lot of blankets um, for friends and prayer shawls mm -hmm. and all of that. So that's just stuff to keep me occupied when mm -hmm. I just need to kind of like 
have a moment. It's like, just here, I'm watching TV. Leave me alone. I'm yeah. crocheting. I'm working on leather, listening to podcasts or whatever else. Yeah. You know. What are some of your favorite podcasts? I mean, besides at the mic. <laughs> and you mean chewing the fat? Uh, chewing the fat, yes, of course. You know, chewing, chewing the, the fat. fat, yes. That one. Uh, I just stumble on them. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's fun to just to pick a random one, yeah, listen exactly. to it, and you may, and, might discover something. And YouTube, same thing. Just kind of, I do have some favorite YouTubers that I mm. do follow. Um, okay. So. Yeah. Video games. What oh kind yeah. Of, what kind of video games do you play? I, I like platformers. I do like platformers. So you're talking Mario. The oh, or, like okay. The, Mario, Donkey Kong. I didn't know that that had, yeah, that had a term called platformers because you go through the levels. So, oh. uh, my favorite all time platforming game is Sonic Spinball. Are they still making new Sonic games? Uh, th- I th- they just made one recently okay. for the Switch, and I know I've been playing that. Uh, then Max has recently gotten um, Doom and the newest Fallout and stuff like that, which. I am really not good at, but it is so much fun to play. Okay, so so when you play these games like Doom, right, mm-hmm. and you're in there shooting a bunch of people, right? Okay, do you have like the the metal playing, the heavy metal uh, music playing at the same time, or are you just concentrating on the game? No, I know, I'm concentrating on the game. Okay, because I know that's your favorite musical genre. Oh yeah, you mean like well, those jamming to on the way here? Oh, what 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 was you uh, what what did you have playing? Uh, Metallica, <laughs> Five Finger Death Punch. Okay. Awesome. Very good. Very good. Now, is that the kind of music? Do you and Jeffy have the same kind of musical taste? No. no. What, is, what does he listen to? And do you make him turn it off so you can uh, listen to your metal? I don't even know what he listens to. Because oh. um, <laughs> I know that I know he has a super ginormous vinyl collection <sighs> that takes up a lot of space. Yeah. <laughs> I know the look on your face right now. Uh huh. Yeah, I know about yeah. that vinyl. So does uh, what, what kind of music does he have in that collection? I think he has a mixture of everything. Okay. I mean, like for me, my favorite genre is you know heavy metal. Mm-hmm. I, I love rock music. I love metal. But you're you're gonna hear my playlist go from rap, okay, to musicals, yeah. to uh, classical music. Heavy metal and then into Christmas. <laughs> All in one playlist. Uh, wait, do you ever shuffle them where it's like it could go from Metallica to Bing Crosby? Yeah, it's happened. All the time. All the time. All the time. I have one playlist that is just everything thrown in there, and it's like then all of a sudden you've got the nutcracker. <laughs> Can you listen to Christmas music in July and have no problem? Uh. Yes. Okay, very good. About usually, um, actually, probably July. Uh huh. July, August, I just start singing Christmas carols at home. And wow. It's always the first one that comes out of myself or out of my mouth mm-hmm. um, is uh, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. And it being October right now, you're already on the backside of your Christmas season then. Mm hmm. <laughs> So I, I've been singing Christmas carols for months now. <laughs> okay, so your favorite book is The Stand mm-hmm. by Stephen King. Yep. I have not read the book, it, but when I was in high school, they aired it on TV every correct. night. How many? How many? How many parts was that? I, I think it want to say was three. It was, that's it. I think so. It was like a three-part miniseries. I specifically I remember, remember looking forward to that for so many nights in a row. Where I I was so into that I've got to go back and watch that, uh, that was really good. Is the book better though? You're gonna ruin I it for me, right? I absolutely love the book. No, actually, better, the book right? huh? was very very close to the movie. Oh wow! But it was almost just it followed the same storyline. And the book I read first before that one even came out, before the show came out, and just the book made you really delve into what was happening. He brought those characters to life. Mm -hmm. And that was just awesome. And I so much loved it. I went back and purchased and read three times the unabridged edition. Whoa. Whoa. So it went from like 900 pages to like a million. Wow. Wow. And I read it three times. For those, uh, wow, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Because I can only say... There's only one book I've read more than once, and that was not counting homeschool stuff that I do with the kids. 
The Bible doesn't count on this one. The Bible doesn't count on this one. It's To Kill a Mockingbird. Really? Yeah. So that's the only... That was an okay book for me. It was okay. All right. Four-part series, The Stand on TV. I have got to go back and watch that. Uh, Oh, I definitely do. I love that. I actually need to own it. Um, I love a lot of Stephen King Mm -hmm. stuff, so I appreciate his writing and all of that and, like, the Shawshank Redemption. Wait. Wait, what? You didn't know? Educate me. Okay. He, He wrote that? Yes. I didn't know that. Okay, he wrote it under his... That's one of my top five movies. Yes, Stephen King wrote The Shawshank Redemption under his pen name, Richard Bachman. And also, a lot of people don't know he wrote The Green Mile. That seems... Yeah, I think I did know that one. Yeah. That one's more easier Mm -hmm. to figure. But no, Shawshank was actually written by um, Stephen King. Hmm. But there's nothing supernatural in that. No, there's not at all. Interesting. But he does write like that as well, and it's an extremely good book, too. Yeah, yeah, okay. Very I've good. I've always had my nose in a book. Yeah, the last book that you read was The Next Person You Meet in Heaven by Mitch Album. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm familiar with Mitch Album's stuff, but I'm not familiar with this book. Why is it so memorable? Or is it? I mean, it's just the last book you read, but I assume you enjoyed it, yes? Oh, I did, because mm-hmm. um, I read the first five people you meet in heaven, and then I went and grabbed the next person you meet in heaven and it was just it was different mm-hmm. um i like the writing because of how the story unfolded okay. and that's the one thing i absolutely love about books is how does the story unfold what happens next what's the what's going to keep you tied in to turn that page to find out what happens mm-hmm. and there's only been several i can name probably those two um, the stand, and Glenn Beck's The Immortal Nicholas. Oh yes, yes. That one, I think I've read. It took me two days to read. Do you read that in July every year, or you wait till December? I pick it up and read pages every now and then, <laughs> just because I like to go through it and read it. But I mean, there there was one point of the book I really actually found myself sitting on the edge of my chair. Mm-hmm. You were into it. Oh, I was absolutely into it. It, it was phenomenal. Um. One thing that people don't know about you is that you want to write a book someday. Yes, do you do. care to give us a hint about what the subject matter might be? Well, I can say it has to do with an angel. Okay. Um, it is my favorite, Gabriel. Okay. And where he... Um, yeah, I don't want you to give it you know, too much too away. Much Pe- away people swoop in and take he, the story from you. He does come down to earth and things unfold. Okay. Is it set in modern times then? Yes. All right. Actually in a coffee shop. So when uh, when can we expect that to hit shelves? I actually have to get it out of my brain. Yeah. That's been the hardest part for me is I've actually told the kids um, the story, went through the whole thing with them, and they absolutely love it. Did they? Yeah. Okay. And gave them all the details. So they love it, but all it's right. just getting it on paper yeah. and writing everything out. I wonder uh, if you could dictate to someone. Probably. I can dictate to my computer. Oh yeah, I forgot. You know, I've got all you people that are software. hip with your uh, yeah. I got all that cool software. Your voice to text stuff going yeah. on. Okay. And uh, well, good I for know. you. I hope it happens. As someone who's had stories living in their head before, I can tell you that they're pretty much all dead now. So keep it alive. Oh, and, uh, absolutely. Because the kids still have me tell them their bedtime story that I told them when they were little that I had created. Oh, that's that has to make you feel good. Yeah, that's cool. And I've actually written that down. Mm-hmm. It's somewhere in the house, but it's actually oh, it was in Max's room. Oh no! So it might have gotten destroyed, but I think I might know where the file is on my computer. Okay, you better because I back everything up. <laughs> write yourself a note right on your hand right now. I want you to go home and look for that. Make sure you still have it. <laughs> so I ask uh, a question here. What are the five things, if you could only have five possessions, what would they be? I don't ask this every time, but I did ask you, and you said your camera equipment. Of course. Your truck. Mm-hmm. Your computer. Mm-hmm. Thought this was fun. A hammock. Yep. <laughs> Got to be prepared. Got to have that hammock. And then I thought, I, I needed to call you out on this one, because I don't know, it's kind of a technicality. You said all your music. Do we count that as one possession or... Are you allowed one album, one CD, one? Well, see how I look at it is all okay. my music can see? go on an old phone that doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I actually do have old cell phones. 
So you kind of selling me on the technicality. All right. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll 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 let it I'll let it slide. That'll okay. work. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. So sure. Much. Sure thing. <laughs> Favorite comfort food is uh, homemade mac and cheese. Yep. And I know you've had it. I was just about to say, if there's ever a Christmas at your place without homemade mac and cheese, we're gonna have words. <laughs> and the chili. Yeah. And the spinach artichoke dip. That's right. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. The one I make from scratch. Yeah, yeah. And my pumpkin butter and the banana bread. Yeah. <laughs> Should yeah. we just keep going? Yeah, I no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm. And the gingerbread I'm, cookies. I'm very hungry as it is I know, before I'm we started too. recording this, so <laughs> it's not making it any better. Okay, so tell me about some celebrities or famous people that you've met that you would care to disclose. Have you ever had to shoot events, you know, with the involved famous people not named Glenn Beck? Yeah. Tell us about it. So we had, what, just a couple years ago? Was it last year, a couple years ago? Chuck Norris. Yes. When yes. he was at the Mercury One sure. Gala. Uh, <laughs> Chuck Norris was up on stage with Glenn. Um, Mike Rowe, I was mm. shooting in when this was Jeffy's office. Yes, yeah. yeah. So he was on that side of the glass. Right. I was on this side. That's right. I forgot. And about that. Mike Rowe came in behind me, and I hear his voice. And of course, <laughs> I turn around. I'm going, <gasps> It's Mike Rowe, Eagle Scout. Yes. <laughs> Eagle. Now, how many people have greeted him with that? Because we need to talk about you're big into scouts. Yep. I mean, big into scouts. Yep. Has he ever, did he say, Man, no one's ever greeted me like that? <laughs> and I was like, um, no, I was like, ah, oh, Mike Rowe, you're awesome, and an Eagle Scout, that is so cool. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm trying to think what other celebrities, there's been other celebrities yeah, around. Uh, I think some of my favorite were the guys from um, Deadliest Catch, mm. when I met them in Tampa. Oh, wow. Those guys were awesome. Okay, cool. They were really, really cool. That's so, awesome. And, and, you know, in this industry, I'm blessed to actually able to meet some of these people and take their photographs and stuff and i know for me when i meet a celebrity that i do have to photograph the one thing i absolutely do is i go up to them and i introduce myself and i said hi i'm amber fisher i am the photographer here i will be very courteous of your space but i just want you to know that i will be capturing your image yeah, I will that's, be shooting you, that's so. smart. Then they don't think they just have a stalker following them around right. with a nice sometimes camera. Sometimes they don't like the cameras at <laughs> all. Right, right, yeah. But when I go up to them and I said, now if you don't want me to take your picture, just let me know. Yeah. Here's a question for you. No, oh, but If you go back in history, mm -hmm. you'd like to meet either Abraham Lincoln or George Washington. Mm -hmm. I think of this stuff. I think of, of founding fathers and important historical figures. And I have the same impulse, but then I think... Man, I wonder if it would ruin it, you know, to kind of, if you got to know them a little bit. Yeah. It's not so much meeting them. I would actually like to stand there and... Be a fly on the wall? Yeah, just mm -hmm. watch. Just yeah. really watch what they were doing, especially, you know, July 4th, 1776. Mm -hmm. Would I love to be in that room? Absolutely. Yeah. I would have loved to be in that room. And it would be so hard not to take my camera with me. ha <laughs> But, like, so when Lincoln was addressing Gettysburg or one of his presidential speeches or something like that, and then also add into that some of the wives. Mm -hmm. The wives in oh, history are absolutely, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then um, Mary Todd Lincoln, uh, just absolutely just an amazing, phenomenal woman. And one thing with Mercury One, they do have that big collection of yeah. museum items. They handed me a book one day. And they said, just be very, very careful with this because I was photographing it. Uh -huh. And I was like, okay, it's a book. I got it. Uh, I'll be careful with it. <laughs> I, I start opening it up. I unwrap it and I put it on the stand to take its pictures. And I open it up to the name page and it says Mary Todd Lincoln. It was her Bible. Oh, And it boy. still had her silk bookmarks inside of it as well. And I was like, oh. I was fangirling over uh -huh. a book. Yeah. And then her gown, yeah. her funeral gown, mm -hmm. that's just absolutely stunning. Mm -hmm. I'd love to wear it. <laughs> oh, God. Uh -huh. Hey, she was my height. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's All right. really tiny. And, and you did gymnastics. Yep. So for 20 years, huh? Mm -hmm. 
Wow. So like competition, stuff like that? Yep, or? I did competitive gymnastics. Uh, I was five when I started with dance and gymnastics. And just six, eight, ten hours a day on the weekend. I mean, that is all-encompassing. Yes. I mean, that, that is That was your my life. life. Yeah. That was absolutely my life. Uh, and you enjoyed it? I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, I did have, uh, from Team USA, I guess way back then in the 80s, they did come and check us out and stuff like that. They did ask my parents if I would like to train for the Olympics. Um, I was not able to do some of the higher stuff that those girls do. Hmm. So, But I know if I would have trained, probably. But hmm. my parents also were like, eh, no. We want you to be a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Because that would I mean, this already encompassed my life. But uh, yeah, they still I can't imagine training fun. for the Olympics. And that would have also been moving out to California. Ooh. And my dad having to stay in Pennsylvania. Yeah, no, that wasn't going to happen. Non-starter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Your earliest memory is leaving recess during kindergarten and walking home, headed home, because <laughs> you didn't want to be at school. And I read that in your email, and I thought, that is me. Yes, I hated school. Oh. Were you just ready to get out of there from... I mean, this is kindergarten, and you're ready to get out kindergarten. of Kindergarten. I actually, uh, there is a funny, another <laughs> funny story that goes with that too. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, I remember the first day of kindergarten. Absolutely did not want to go, and it was recess time, and I kind of roughly knew how to get home, so I took off. I started walking. <laughs> they brought me back. They had called my mom and everything else. But then when I got home from school, I remember. Her telling me that I threw down my bag, <laughs> stormed off into my room screaming, I am never going back to school. I am a kindergarten dropout. <laughs> and it, and I know that for it to be a fact because it's written in my baby book. Uh-huh. That is so cool. That is my favorite line in my baby book. Do you think that's why you homeschool today is your disdain for school from the beginning? Um. No, I think the decision to homeschool was that we could control what they learn and how they learn it, uh, give them the experiences they wouldn't have in school. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, I'm right there with you. You know, mm -hmm. just probably like you guys do. And that's the decision we had made. So, and they've thrived. They love it. Yeah. And I think they've learned a lot more than what they do in school. Absolutely. And like I said earlier, I mean, you've raised good kids, so it's obvious that it's um, the right decision. Mm -hmm. Your most embarrassing moment, slipping on the ice in front of your scouts, because, I mean, I, it's, I don't want to undersell this. You yep. are Mrs. Boy Scouts, okay? <laughs> yes. And, and so you, uh, I mean, how much time do you devote to, to scouts? Lately, not much, which okay. I feel bad. Um, but, no, we always say it's one hour a week per scout. Oh, but no. Oh, no. now How many I tend to say it's one hour a week per scout, per unit, per district event, per council uh, event, per everything. It's not enough hours in a day. Correct. Um, I, I mean, you travel. You go to all, all over the country. Mm -hmm. You're always traveling with them. I don't know how many times Jeffy will say, oh, Amber's at the scout thing or whatever, you know. Wow. Philmont Scout Ranch. Every weekend. Yeah, because uh, now that Maya's in scouting, so the three mm -hmm. of us get to do stuff together. But majority of the time we're at the Boy Scout Ranches that are local to this area that we live in. And then we will also go to the High Adventure Bases, which one is in New Mexico. And then, you have, like I said, you have the one in West Virginia, which is the Bechtel Summit. And that is just absolutely stunning. Hmm. I love that place. That's, I want to go back. That's very cool. Oh, yeah. Okay. Speaking of West Virginia, mm -hmm. you want to hike the Appalachian Trail. Yep. And Ed, Maine to Georgia. See, I used to want to do that as well. And then I got old and yeah. my body said, boy, good luck walking to the mailbox and back. Now I can't even imagine <laughs> hiking through the mountains. But what do you mean it's where you start? You start in Georgia, you end in Maine. Yeah, I know that. I can understand that. Or you can start in Maine. Yes. And you end in Georgia. The trailheads are in uh, uh, Springer Mountain, Georgia. Mm -hmm. And Mount starts with a K in Maine. Yep. Katadin. Someone's listening to this going, it's Katadin. Katadin. I don't know. I have no idea <laughs> what it probably is. probably Katadin. 
So if you start in Georgia, you're one actually starting the winter. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. You start in the winter. That, I in remember Georgia, that. Yeah. Because so you're that going when north. you get to Maine, <laughs> it's warm. Five months later. Yeah. You are in the summer, mm-hmm. or you start in the summer in Maine and head south, and end in Georgia in the winter. That's a helpful tip right there. Yep. So you're still hoping to do that? Um, I probably physically cannot do it anymore. <sighs> well, then, so, you know what? I say on a technicality. I would still love to. Let's try. just drive it. Just drive. Is there? There's got to be a, a a road that that. Yeah, it's called I ninety five. No, it's not. <laughs> I've been on I ninety five. Lies. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. What else are we? Oh. You went ziplining recently. Yep. How was that experience? That was actually terrifying and fun, and I wanted to do it again. Yeah. You had to have a lot of faith in the connector yeah. above you on the wire. And that was at the Bechtel Summit in West Virginia. Uh-huh. Um, that's the day that Max and I got the news that our friend passed away and who was our former scoutmaster. Hmm. So we were reminiscing throughout the day and I knew the zip line was coming up and I was like, I didn't want, I didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to do it. I was just going to stand down at the bottom and hopefully just shoot everybody coming down the lines. Mm-hmm. And Max was like, mom, Mr. Michaelis would want you to do this. So you have to do it. <laughs> oh no. And I was like, great. You okay. Got me. Yeah. I'm going, I did it. And it was so much fun. Yeah. I want to do it again. You want to do it again? How long of a line is that? I think it's a half a mile. Yeah, it's the top of a mountain down. That's a big boy line. Oh, yeah, and it's called the Big Zip. Uh Uh-huh. I'm looking for the longest zip line in the U.S. Let's just do U.S. here. New York. I don't know. What? 4.6 miles long? That would be fun. That would be I especially would, if you have the GoPro attached. That I would guess be awesome. I think I'd be checking my watch. <laughs> be like, all right, it goes I got it. Faster than you think, though. Yeah. You are booking it on That's those true. zip lines. Wow, that puts to shame whatever I did in South Dakota. Man, that it was. <laughs> Hold on, here we go. That's uh, no, top ten. Let's Where is see. it? Um, New York. Let's oh. see. It's in. Uh, hang on, I have to click this and find out here. Hang on. At an eleva- guests can fly at an elevation of over 600 feet, reaching speeds of up to 50 miles per hour. Nice. At its peak, the lines in course span a total of 4.6 miles. My goodness. I'm trying to find just like this list here, but uh, uh, Google's not helping me out here. The 10 best zip lines. Okay, well, I need to get out more. I need to find some more zip lines here because, uh, wow, there's some, there's some trails to be attacked there. Okay. Well, you know, Keith, if you come back to scouting, mm. yeah. you could join us on these adventures. Ezra's old enough, and the girls are old enough to join now. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. No, so I need to I, – I seriously, I, I need to – I need to get out more. I need to do some more zip lining. But they're not cheap. That's no, the problem not. when it, you go to a business. Anything like that, any type of high adventure type thing, yeah. it, it is it is not absolutely cheap. Um, but there is actually one here in Plano Wait. that well, you get to go do I'm, th- I'm thinking of Plano, and I'm thinking there's no elevation around here. No, no, they no, must but have you built, get to like, do poles. a treetop adventure. Okay. So you actually climb up the trees and they have like the boards that you go across and everything else and you end with a zip line. Huh. And it's right here in Plano. I know we want to go do it. I think it's called Big Ape or okay. something like that. Huh. It's I'll look into actually that. pretty awesome. That sounds like fun. Okay. People can find you on social media where? I know Instagram, you're uh, at the real Mrs. Jeffy. Yep. Instagram, where? Twitter, Twitter, and Facebook, Facebook are all at the real Mrs. Jeffy. Okay. That's easy to remember. Yes. But you also, since you're so big into photography and people could hire you yep. for events, right? Absolutely. Okay. Please do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what, what is the name of your uh, company then? It is Frame Life Photography. Frame Life Photography. Uh, is that on Instagram and Facebook? It is on Instagram and Facebook. Okay. You can find it, uh, Frame Life Photography. Just look it up. You'll see a picture of me. And you'll have a website, uh, hopefully by the time this podcast posts, but... If not, hopefully soon thereafter, there's probably a lot um, involved in getting that up and going, huh? It's 
It is because I want to make sure that when I put my website out there, that's my brand, that's my name, yeah. that's my vision of what I want it to look you like. You want it so. to be perfect. You don't want yes, to throw up I a do. URL and be like, yeah, I'll fix it later because you've already no. burned the first impression. People go there and go, exactly. eh, not much there. People click on that and they see what the website looks like and they're like, what is that? No, no, no. <laughs> and yes, I am an ultimate perfectionist. Yeah. Well, it you know, shows with your Christmas decorations. And because... it goes with along with my yeah. astrological sign. Oh, no. What's that? A Virgo. You're a Virgo? Yes. And Virgos are perfectionists? Absolutely. Hmm. We are um, extremely perfectionists. A lot of them do take it to the extreme. Mm-hmm. I know I am on certain things like my photography. If I don't like it, my client will never see it. Uh-huh. If I'm not happy with it, I'll actually call them up and go, I didn't like the way these came out. Do you have time to reshoot? And it will be no extra charge. So if someone comes up to you, do you know the Zodiacs well enough to know the traits of all of them or just you? I know some of them because of the family. Okay, you. So, but majority of my family are Virgos. So me and my dad and my sister, we all have September. Okay. So you don't know my birthday, correct? Correct. Good. I don't even know how old you are. Perfect. I'm liking the trajectory of this Hold conversation. On, let me text your wife. No, no. <laughs> so uh, I want to know if you can figure out. What, I'll give you one guess, and, and and if you get it, then we'll we'll. I don't know. I'll I'll applaud you. Hmm. Just knowing what little you do about me, are you able to guess what my astrological sign is? I'm going to say a Sagittarius. You are incorrect. Thank you for joining me today. Amber Fisher (laughs) on At The Mic. I hope you had fun. I did. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) This has been At The Mic with Keith, an independent podcast production. Look for At The Mic Show on Twitter to connect. 